All right. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? We are live with you uh, actually on Monday this week. You yeah. Know? Happy Monday, no, everybody. Uh, no random Thursdays instead. We, it was uh, it was a Tuesday, wasn't it? Or it was Tuesday, yeah. It was Turn Up Tuesday last week. Tuesday, Thursday, they both start with T's. They're the same day, right? It is. Good. Yeah. Every single time we go live, I'm like, God damn it, I didn't fix that stuff behind me. Oh, yeah, you keep wanting to <laughs> spread those out. I do Just wanna, like your butt cheeks. I do want to spread it out. Yes, I do. I always want to spread it out, but... Did you spread it out at all this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I did, actually, nice. so uh, good for me. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend. I had my daughter this weekend. We hung out. We we got to... Um, God, what did we do this weekend? You baked. We did. We got our Brucey on. And Josh is trying to give me diabetes, actually. Yeah, He's I, trying to turn me into Brandon. I told Richie, I said, listen, Richie, there's a cake upstairs. It's chocolate cake with chocolate frosting with unicorns on top. So if you're hungry, you go get you some of that. Now, what I need to know, did you put the unicorns on the cake or did your daughter? I put two of them on there. Nice. Yeah, out of like 12 because, you know, when you're 10 and you got a box of unicorns, you, you probably want to do them, you know, put yeah, them all on the yeah. cake. You're not you're not saving any for the next cake. No. They're just this the cake we did now? Yes. U- unicorns. Yes. And pink frosting was all over that bitch. Like we were going nuts with it. And uh yeah, the cake looks like it's beautiful. But it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful. You know so, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, you don't gotta worry. I won't tell your kid, Josh. <laughs> all right, don't tell. Don't tell I, I can't tell you about our chat though. They uh <laughs> yeah, they might, Your daughter might be in they chat. Might, they might tell oh God. <laughs> I hope not. It looks great. Pretend I didn't say that. All right, yeah. Get, um, cut, the, yeah. cut the tape. <laughs> cut the feed. We got we to get Steve to edit that out for the YouTube VOD. Um, so, yeah, so we uh, we did that. We made some brownies, hung out, did dad stuff. You know, we went and got movies. This is my, my very favorite um, thing about the weekends with her is I'm like, hey, do you want to go to the movie store and rent a movie? Yeah, we have one of those in the Podunk town that I live in. Yeah, you have a family video, I think. We right? have a family video. I, I thought those things were like as old as the dinosaurs. Now they are, and they sell CBD there. Yeah, so you can get your, uh, you can get your CBD there and um, a copy of the Christmas Carol. Nice. So, you know, if you if Grandma wants to get lit on the weekend, you know, and go numb and and watch the Christmas Carol, she can. Nice. That's right. So. Yeah, but it's a fun, fun weekend. For the whole family. Yeah, how about you? How was your uh, weekend? Yeah, you know, mine was kind of chill. Uh, Saturday, I just kind of hung out at home all day, mm-hmm. played games with friends, and then uh, Sunday went and got some sushi with uh, Steve and Seabass, and then went back to Steve's place. We started playtesting Magic, mm-hmm. got bored, decided to go to Kroger's and uh, do the adult thing and buy a bunch of sugar. Nice. We bought uh, some gummy worms. <laughs> some. Uh, we bought a chocolate pie. So Kroger is the candy store for you guys. Basically. That, wow. That's what we decided. Like, adulting is going to the store, buying gummy worms, Oreos, and a chocolate pie. Mm. And milk. Yes. Because you can't have Oreos without milk. No. And, you know, I heard something really, I thought it was really funny, uh, is that anytime anybody ever says adulting, you're not actually adulting. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's like I did. the furthest from it. The, the like actual thing that like was the most accomplished thing I did this whole weekend was I found like my new binge watch on Netflix. I already watched like they came out with one season. I already watched it all already. Mm. Uh, it was called The Politician. Okay. It uh, it's basically like it's a political like show, mm-hmm. but it's put in the 
it's put in a high like a preppy rich kid high school. Okay. And then it just like everything about it is over the top. Like this yeah, one really corny. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like every character isn't like the max that they can be. Gotcha. So like the political guy will do anything to like win the election. Uh, he turns, he has a girlfriend, but he turns out he like also loves this dude. Mm-hmm. There's this girl who thinks she has cancer, but her grandma's been poisoning her to get money. Oh, nice. Yeah, and just so, like every character's like that. Yeah, it's all like plot twists and turns. Yeah, like every episode is just like a cliffhanger nice. on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I've been watching a, a politics show on Netflix too. I've been jamming through. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's it was really good actually. Yep. But, yeah, uh, man. So we're going to be talking spoilers this week. I, yeah. Uh, I hope you guys are excited for that. Uh, Richie Hashtag put, spoilers. Richie put this list together. I did. So I know that it's going to be it, it's gonna be different. You know what we need to do? Mm-hmm. I know what we need to do. The next time we make a list, a top ten list. We need to check it twice? N- well, sort of. Yeah. We need to find out who's been naughty and nice? Yes. Um, I need to make a list, and then you need to make a list, and then we need to go over our top tens. And see how well, that would involve you making a list. Yeah, no, I want to do that. All right, good. All right, good. Remind good. me. Yeah. Okay. I thought that's what this was supposed to be, but you just never made a list. No, no, no. What? Oh. Yeah, listen, the reason I have you make the list is because it's going to be a competitive list. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to look at it through the eye of a competitor. Of an angel. The eye of an angel. Uh, the eye of a competitor. And you're going to say, like, our, you know, our number one is a competitive card. So, or is that number 10? Uh, don't don't say what it is. Our number one. Yeah. That's our number one. You're talking about this one, right? Yes. The one that you have on the other screen. This one. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're looking at it as a competitor, whereas I am 25% competitor and 75% filthy casual. So my list, I think, is going to have a little bit more of a gap. And about 50% cake. Yes. And 10% brucey. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to eat that whole cake. You eat that hoe? I'm going to eat that hoe cake. All right. Uh, but you know how we uh, normally start these shows off after bullshitting for like a random eight minutes about nothing? Yeah, of course. We jump into our fun fact. Um, okay, I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited about the fun yeah, fact this today. Yeah, one's, this one's really cool, and it's it's something simple, which we we actually decided not to pull up a slide for it because... Mom'sBasementGames.tcg Player Pro is actually the perfect uh, slide for it. Yeah, it is because I, for some reason we always are selling basic lands. Everybody needs more basics, man. They need snow covered. They, they need their pimping uh, Ravnica Allegiance basics. Yes, as low as thirty-five cents. <laughs> Number two sixty-one. But uh, yeah, so our fun fact is how many how many types of basics do you think there are, Josh? I would have said five. And no, but, I would, and then. If you would have gave me an, another few seconds, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, I forgot about waste because that's number six. And no, that's not true. Yeah, there's there's actually 11. There's 11 basic Different land basic types. lands. Very cool. Which, uh, you know, you obviously have your, you know, the first five that are going to come to everyone's mind. Wooburg, which is plains, islands, swamps, mountains, and uh, forests. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, you have your wastes. Yep, and that's which, not the number six, which everybody would think of. But the ones that nobody's ever going to think about because, you know, you just graze over them in your mind, the snow covereds are their own basic types. Yep, so one for each. That's, yep. that's pretty cool. So that makes 11 uh, basic land types. So if anybody, if you ever want to get anybody with that little 
Let little fun fact: uh, there are eleven basic land types. Eleven in basic land types. I I seen that and I like looked at Josh and I was like, "We got our fact for the yep. week. This is genius." I love it. It is. That's good. All right, so uh, we got a lot to talk about, so we're gonna jump right into anything. We don't have any events to talk about because there was none this past weekend. So, you know, no results. Correct. But uh, we do have a couple events coming up this weekend. Yeah. So We might uh, we might actually make our podcast an hour this time, huh? Ah, we got a lot of spoilers to talk about. <laughs> we got to, and then I got to run myself cold about how I think, oh, man, that'd be really cool in Commander. Yeah. Yeah, okay, go on. All right, but we got uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised on, on the, the playground, playground is where I spent most of my days. days. Chilling out, maxing out, relaxing out, cool. cool. Shooting some b-ball outside mm. of the school. All right, good. All right, good. It. Good. But uh, there, we're not. Anybody going to Philly is not going to be shooting basketball. I don't think. No, they they're going to be, be playing magic. Shot at. Party. Oh, or get or getting shot at. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> be safe out there, guys. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But anyways, Philly's a team event. Uh, Standard Modern Legacy. And so, as per usual, they have the classics for each of the formats. Uh, this is a really fun event. I've gone to it before. I got into it with you, actually. Yeah, we did. We went out there, and we did okay. Yeah. We didn't shit the bed completely, but, you know, sometimes people got it. I did pretty good in the standard classic. Yeah. Top 32. Yeah. Escape Shift was nice. Yeah, that, that deck was really cool. It's gone now, right? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, and then we got Indy next week, uh, the week after that. So I'm, Which you and I are both going to be here, for I, sure. I will 100% be in Indy, and I'm very excited. Are you going to be playing? I am going to play. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna sling some uh, some bump in the nights at yeah. some people. And, you know, get some weird looks, but... I'm excited. That's all right. Hope you crush it, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll make another day, too. I, I just want to see you get on camera. I mean, I, yeah, I... I just want to make another day, too, with my deck. Oh, yeah. You got this. Yeah. The uh, other event we really don't got to talk much about for a while is uh, we don't really got to talk about Magic Fest for the whole month of October. Basically, yeah. So uh, uh, it's all going to be uh, it's gonna be limited the month of October. We got Montreal this weekend. Next weekend, we got Josh. Utrich. Then we got, I know this one, Bangkok. Yeah, yeah. You do a lot of that. Watch Hangover, yeah. <laughs> Movie's great. And then this one, I know Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix at the baby. end of October. So, yep. you know, all limited. So, uh, and then we'll pick back up on letting you guys know about the events that are coming up uh, in November. In Leon. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss Leon. Standard. Yep. Pretty sure that's in like Europe. It is. Look at me. Yeah, you're a genius, man. I am. I try. But, uh, you know, I think that's uh, enough. How about we get to the stuff spoilers, people I actually baby. want to hear about, spoilers. which is spoilers. All right. So first and foremost, we have four honorable mentions, and then we have a top ten. That uh, That's how I broke it down. I wanted to trim some, but I felt like it was pretty – I really wanted to talk about a lot of these cards. So Yeah, we're I gonna mean, four honorable mentions isn't bad. No. I think that's good. Our first one, we're going to get right into it, is uh, Escape to the Wilds. So this is a three colorless two or three colorless a red and a green for a sorcery. You exile the top five cards of your library. You may play the exiled cards. Notably, it says play, not cast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until the end of your next turn. You may play an additional land this turn. Yeah. So this is basically just they, they actually have it under here. Uh, you remember urban evolution? This is basically big boy urban evolution now. I like that, how they, they put a card that's similar to Yeah, it. yeah I, I always really enjoy that. That's why I like Mythic Spoilers. Yeah, Mythic Spoilers. But, uh, yeah, like, the deck I really see this card seeing a lot of play in is, uh, I see a lot of, like, Scapeshift probably playing this in the future. 
I can see that. Uh, especially with the there's a new land that didn't make it on our list, Castle Garenbrig. It uh, it's basically two. It enters untapped if you control forest, and for two green and two colorless, you can tap it and make six green. Mm. But you can only cast creatures or activate creatures abilities. Yes. So a lot of people have been talking about like cutting scapeshift from Titan, or from Valakut, and going to just like Primeval Titan through the breach that land. And I think this card would probably slot into that deck pretty well. Okay. It's just like another powerful five drop that gets you a lot of looks at Titans. Yeah, gets you the looks at Titans, and then it also helps you advance your board state. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, so that's our first honorable mention. Our next one, uh, you know, it might be a meta call. If you if you got some tribal decks running around in your area, you know, a little bit of, if you expect a bunch of Terrences at events, you know, yes. maybe you pack some of this in your sideboard, which is... Witches. Oh, nice. Witches Vengeance. Nice, I like that. It's one colorless, two black for a sorcery. Creatures of the creature type of your choice get minus three, minus three until end of turn. Oh, wow, they worded that differently now. I didn't even notice that. Mm -hmm. Creatures of the creature type. Yeah. Hmm, instead of being like creatures, you're like creature. Yeah, I I don't know how they would word it before, but yeah. Yeah, It's a weird word. It's uh, Bioblights right below it. Well, Bioblight's pretty different. Oh, yeah, that's target creature. Yeah. Oh, all there, creatures. There's never really been a board white. Well, well, this one isn't all creatures. Well, yeah, it's creatures the creature type. Yeah. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. I like this. Um, I think, so maybe standard. I know Richie said that um, knights aren't looking very good for standard, nor are fairies. Well, yeah, well I didn't really we, we didn't even really fairies. get many fairies. Okay, so fairies isn't really going to be a viable thing for standard. Um, and it's looking like knights um, are not really going to be viable until maybe the next set comes out. Yeah, the like next set. Maybe we have to wait until the core set. Yeah. It might be one of those things like vampires where, you know, they give us the pieces, but the deck doesn't really form until it's about to rotate kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't really understand why um, when they pr- when they print these knights, um, it, they have a chance to make an, a new a, an old archetype um, kind of... You know, bring it bring it back uh, to light a little bit, and they make these four and five drops. Well, like I and think, I, I just I don't I don't I don't think they're trying to that. make more tribal decks in like competitive formats. Like I think they want it for like commander, and like I think the four and five is really like where you can print like some cool abilities on things. Yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of lackluster, you know. It just doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. You know, I I don't look at this set. That's the issue. I don't look at this set through a commander eye and say. Damn, those are some ballin' ass four and five drop knights. I really want to make a fucking commander deck with knights. Well, what now. made you do it with dinosaurs that were six and eight mana? <laughs> well, you they're really good. These knights aren't as powerful as the dinosaurs, I don't think. Yeah, but they're like half the mana cost. You're not wrong. <laughs> Fuck you, you're not wrong. I know. Fuck you too. Alright, what's the next one? Alright, let's get on to our next one before Josh and I start fighting. <laughs> so the next one is actually uh, so I made this list. And part of me made this list off my own, like, predictions. But another part of me made it to, like, what I've heard the community say a lot. And the community is very mixed on this card, so I did not put it on our list. But I think it has potential to, even though it's just a common, to actually be the best card in this set. Okay. And that card is Merchant of the Veil. So this card is, the first thing we're going to read is, it it has the adventure mechanic. Mm -hmm. And the adventure mechanic on it is Haggle. It's a one red instant adventure okay. where you can, you may discard a card if you do draw a card. So this is basically insolent neonate, which we're seeing played in dredge a lot now. Correct. But it has another side to it. 
for a red and two colorless, which you could just cast normally. You don't have to, like... With these cards, you don't have to adventure, then cast. You could just cast the creature side. Yep. Uh, it's a red and two colorless for a 2-3, which on its own, not great. No, that's not good. But it has an ability of two and a red, discard a card, draw a card, which gives you that, like... I think the a lot of people say, like, the inc- the, like... Incidental damage of like attacking for one a couple turns with neonate, which rarely happens anyways, because you almost sure, always want to use your neonate. I, I don't agree. With, that's like yeah, saying fetching exactly thins, thins your deck. Exactly. Yeah. I think having another late game side of this card is going to be a lot more important. Than... Yeah, and so when you look at this, like it, it's almost like you can uh, you can evaluate this card much like you did Deathrite Shaman, right? And I'm not putting it don't don't get ahead of yourselves. Josh is saying this is Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> Cut the podcast. <laughs> so, um when people looked at Deathrite Shaman, uh at first the card was not played. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, "Wow, I can ramp with this card. I would like to play this card." Uh and then they found, "Well, holy shit, in the late game, I can activate it." right and i could start doing damage to my opponent or loss excuse me loss of life to my opponent so it's got that it's what richie said it's got that late game potential to do something so um for people to kind of disregard this as um everybody's looking at it through the eye of faithless looting they want faithless looting back uh they're not the people that uh that it really were playing faithless looting are upset right because they don't have that card anymore and so they did something that was kind of faithless looting-esque and they're i think they're disregarding the other side of the card or they're just like well this isn't faithless looting so fuck this card mm-hmm. and i think what they're going to find is this card does have a lot of potential and i think uh richie i think you're right uh for the first time in your life that this card is actually good yes i totally agree and i think i think this card is a lot more closer to faithless looting than people are actually thinking that it is. Yeah, I just really like the light game. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, like, Dredge has always been... If you ask, like, the people who have revolutionized Dredge, like uh, um, Ross Miriam, for example, he says Dredge is a grindy deck. It's not a yep. kill-you-fast deck. Yep, and, I, you know, I used to feel that way about Burn sometimes. Like, uh, you know, when I, would, when I would sideboard against a... Um, you know, if I was on the draw against mm-hmm. a creature-heavy deck... I would be like, well, I'm going to be playing control right now. So I'm going to be playing burn control because that's what exactly. I have to do to get through this match. You're not going to try to, you know, just uh, burn your opponent out and race them. Yeah, you can't race them. You're not going to leave your them. lava spikes in, for example. Oh, yeah. That is the, I found playing red decks, that is the most sideboarded card out, I feel. Very true. Um, I had somebody actually ask me uh, in one of my videos that um, I had done, they're like, why'd you take lava spikes out against this deck? And I'm like... Well, I mean, because in Magic Christmas Land, you leave the skewers in uh, so that you can hit the Grizzlebrand because um, it, it was against Reanimator. Okay. And so I was like, I might be able to fire blast skewer uh, a Grizzlebrand in Magic Christmas Land. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes so, you just got to play for that, you know? Yeah, and that's, you know, it's just, it's all about, sometimes it's about um, just evaluating a card and being able to see its potential and sometimes if you don't, um, you know, if you can't see the potential, other people will see that potential for you. So exactly. So you just got to wait. All right. What's our next card? All right. So we have a last honorable mention here in Wishclaw Talisman. So Wishclaw Talisman is one in a black for an artifact. It enters the battlefield with three wish counters on it. You can pay one mana, tap it, remove a wish counter from it, 
search your library for a card, put it into your hand, and then shuffle your library. Then an opponent gains control of this card. So now, originally, a lot of people will probably just push this card off as a commander card. Correct. You know, oh, you'll, you'll pass it around the table, except to the one guy. Fuck that guy. Yep. Which, you know, probably you, if we're being honest. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to take advantage of it and kill you. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's actually a lot of ways to break the symmetry of this card, uh, especially a lot that came out in War of the Spark, for example. Uh, so you play this, you activate it, you give it to an opponent, you then play an Ashiok. Your opponent can no longer search their library. Got you in a stranglehold, baby. Uh, the other way is with Teferi Time Reveler. You play this, activate it, play Teferi Time Reveler, bounce it back. Oh, nice. it goes to its owner's hand. All right, nice. that's me. That's me. And the other way is with Karn the Great Creator. You activate it, get your uh, get your card, maybe get your Karn, for example. Mm-hmm. Play your Karn, your opponent has... Uh, it, it's an activated ability of an artifact, so... Uh, would you look at that? Karn womp. says you can't use this. Womp womp. And don't forget about... Did you did you say Narset? Narset doesn't stop this. It's not card draw. Oh, it's not card draw. It's just searching. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's okay, Josh. You'll get there one day. I will. But yeah, so uh, this is probably like the most like mana-efficient tutor effect we've seen Wizards print in a while. So that on its own has a lot of potential. And the fact that you have ways to break the symmetry of this card really like... Also, I think, throws it over the top. I, I think um, that our um, our people that like to play smallpox decks are really going to be intrigued by this card. If they play the if they go the Ashiok route. Yeah, maybe. I think this card's also really sweet in, like, blue-black mill. Yeah. Because, uh... Well, they people were always trying to play Marilyn the Morn Song. Do you know that card? Yeah, I know that card. Yeah, so it's like... You're, There's a combo with that and Obnixilis. Yeah. The creature one. Yep. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's it's a neat card. Uh, it, it allows you to go get, you know, it's something that that deck lacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe Jason would be excited about that. Maybe. We'll have to talk to him. But uh, I think that's enough fun. How about we get into our actual list? All right. Number 10, baby. Number 10 is Fabled Passage. So, Fabled Passage is the new land everyone's excited about in this set. Okay. So it's a land, it enters the battlefield as normal, and then you can tap it, sack it, search your library for a basic land card, put it into the battlefield tapped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty decent. It's like a fetch land, right? Uh, yeah, it's like Evolving Wilds. Yeah. Yeah. But what if Evolving Wilds had more upside? That would be great. Yeah. So that's what this card is. Yes, and then you put it in the rare slot, because if you have four or more uh, lands in play... You untap that land. You untap that land. So in standard, this is... We don't have... For mana fixing, all we have in standard right now is we have our shock lands. We have the enemy temples. Correct. And that's it. That's our mana fixing in standard right now. Okay. This card really helps the mana base in standard a lot. Uh, It really lets you play, like, your Esper deck still. It lets you play... uh, like your Teamer Elementals still. Okay. Even though Teamer Elementals had a decent mana base because they had eight uh, temples. Um, it lets you play just like really any color combination you want because your mana is actually going to be decent. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, and the art on it is fucking the art's great. gorgeous, man. It and on, really pretty. on top of that, for modern senses, a lot of people have been talking about this in Amulet Titan mm-hmm. because the land, and even if it untaps, the land enters tapped. 
so it will trigger Amulet of Vigor. Yeah, and then you untap it. So you it. float a mana, yep. untap it again, so it's basically a bounce land, except it plays around Blood Moon. Okay, so it gives them a little a little more reach then. A little bit more protection, I'd say. Protection? Yeah. Okay. So our number nine card is going to be probably, it was one of the first cards we actually seen in the set, and I still don't think the cards, like, excitement and power level has really been, you know, peaked or even talked about completely. And this card is Dude, they're saying Oko. this is, this is going to be a $32 card. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That's crazy. Go ahead. Uh, Oko, Thief of Crowns. So it's one green and a blue for a legendary Planeswalker, Oko. He starts at four loyalty. That's really high. Mm-hmm. For a plus two, which ticks him up to six, you can create a food token. Nom, 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 which nom, a nom, food nom, token, as we talked about before, is pay two mana, sack it, gain three life. So there's actually been a lot of talk about like it, random incidental food cards being played in modern for like decks that don't have a lot of good cards against burn. Like a lot of people have talked about looking into playing some food cards in like Grixis, for example. Because yeah. they never really had yeah, good they, life gain. The only thing they had was Vampiric Link. Yeah. Right. Or like Collective Brutality. Yeah, or Brutality, yeah. Uh, Oko's plus one is target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a green out creature token with base, power, and toughness 3-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a pseudo uh, beast within. But the fun thing with this is because it just becomes that, if you have a plus one and plus one counter on it, they actually keep it. So, like, uh, in standard with Dreadhorde uh, Invasion, you pay, it's basically like Bitter Blossom, okay. but it stacks it all on one creature. So you make that into an elk, it keeps those counters, and then you get to make another 1-1 one, one because it's not the same creature type anymore. Ooh, that's cute. Yeah. And then his ultimate, quote-unquote, <laughs> is minus 5, exchange control of target artifact or creature you control, with target creature, with any target creature and opponent controls with power three or less. So, uh, yeah, you know that you know that goblin guide over there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Have a food. Mmm. You uh. You know that devoted druid you got over there. Yeah. Eat it. Have a food. Have a snack. Here you go. Have. I made you. I made you this. Snack. So uh, this this planeswalker has a lot of power. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about him potentially seeing modern play, as well as he's going to be great in standard, uh, because food tokens are really good in that format. Yeah, it's not a fucking Kiora. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a three it's an drop. Oko. Yeah, it's an Oko, and it's, it seems playable. What Oko! Is what is it? What's the, <laughs> what is the creature type Oko? I've never even heard of it. I have seen all, it. All planeswalkers have their types there. Yeah, but do you know what name. an Oko is? This is Oko. Okay, I mean he's he's a good it's looking like guy. Kiora's Kiora, Tamio's Tamio. Okay, so it's just a name. Tezzeret's Tezzeret. I gotcha. I didn't know if it was a if it was a creature type. If they could make more Okos. I mean they can, but it'd cool. be another Oko Planeswalker. So what do you think about the price on this guy? You think it's gonna stay at thirty two dollars? Because I, no. I feel like it's gonna chop. It'll in probably half. like twenty. Yeah, fifteen. I, I don't think it'll be fifteen. Okay. I think this card's at least twenty dollars. Cool. Maybe more if it sees a lot of play. We'll have to. Depends on how standard falls. All right, what number is this? All right, this is number eight. Mm. Moving into number eight, we got the other big Planeswalker in the set. He's back. Everyone's really excited. Uh, We've seen him in the commercial, which is Garrick Curse Huntsman. So Garrick Curse Huntsman is a four colorless black and green Planeswalker that starts at five loyalty. Now, he does not have a plus. 
Okay. He has a zero ability instead. Zero, create two, two, two black and green wolf tokens with whenever this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on each Garouk Planeswalker you control. Yeah, so when uh, when I read this thing, I thought, man, that's really fucking strong. Um, so I think not only commander-wise is this card going to be really cool, um, I think... I, I want to see Garrick Tribal in Modern. I mean, God, it's it's almost not possible, but yeah, I, I would like to like see it can, too. It's got to be like an against the odds Saffron Olive deck, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, just like he he's gonna play it. Yeah, of course, somebody's gonna message him and be like, "Group dot deck, make it." Um, but yeah, like this card, I think this card's gonna be see a lot of standard play. Oh yeah, a lot of standard play. It, it, it's very Elspeth Sun's champion esque. Yes. Yeah, so if you. I mean, if you are going to be playing standard for the foreseeable future, you better get your ass and, you know, get you some Garouks. Because uh, even, I think, 14 bucks is probably about where... I think 14 15 bucks is where yeah. it's going to be. Um, That's so, about where uh, Elspeth was, if I remember. Yeah, I think she was in the I think she was in the $20 range. Yeah. Um, and then now she's like... I think she's like 7 bucks, 6 or 7 bucks after she rotated. But, uh, yeah, this card, 100%. You're going to be playing this card in standard yeah. at some point. And so the other two abilities on Garrick are minus three, destroy target creature, draw a card. Great. That's two for one. Ballin'. Minus six, you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus three, plus three, and have trample. Overrun. So overrun. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we've seen a lot of Planeswalkers in the past have overrun. Yeah, overrun. But this one goes really fast. Like, you kill, you block with a wolf, and you overrun Garouk the next turn. It's really funny, yeah. It, it's really funny that they didn't give him a plus ability because he is fucking strong. He's strong as shit. Yeah, it, he, it's kind of a thing we've seen with like a lot of Garouks. Like, uh, uh, they don't have it here, but the uh, the flip one from Innistrad didn't have yeah. a plus. Yeah. Until you flipped him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this card. I think he's going to be cool. Yeah. I think he might have a chance to see sideboard play in modern, you know. Elspeth sees some play, so. Yeah. Why can't Garouk? Garouk can see a one-off. Yeah. Mirror Breaker. All right, so uh, we got number seven moving on in here, which is a card for, you know, standard's going to be fine, but I think a lot of people don't, will probably not understand why I have this card above something like Oko or Fabled Passage, but... When I when I saw this card and I looked at it, because I didn't, I didn't look at spoilers, and I just said in my head, holy shit, why did they do this? Yeah. Like, because I always find myself wanting to be able to have an artifact to tutor up to fucking murder a creature or get rid of a permanent permanent or whatever, and you always just had Spine of Ishtar. So do you want to read this to Sure, to sure, the sorry, so I guess way. I'm so excited. So uh, Glass Casket is one white and a colorless, and it's an artifact, and it says, when Glass Casket enters the battlefield, exile, exile target creature and opponent controls with CMC three or less until Glass Casket leaves the battlefield. So it's a silk rep, but it's an artifact. Which, as a lot of people know in modern, is very relevant with a card known as Whir of Invention. Mm-hmm. So before you know, Whirza had to draw into like their uh, Assassin's Trophies, Brutalities, or Galvanic Blast if they wanted to kill a Collector Oof. Yes. Now you have a Whir of Invention target for a Collector Oof. You do. That yeah. also makes mana with your Urzas. Yeah, and now it doesn't protect them from. Uh, Stony Silence, though, right? But that card doesn't do anything against them, correct? I mean, yeah. it doesn't do enough. Urza gets to make mana still. Yeah, so. it doesn't do enough against them. 
So cool. that uh yeah, I like that's this card. A, that's the card I can see people not really understanding why it's on the list, but when you really think about it, the card's power level really. Yep, it's really. Gonna be, I think it's gonna be pretty high, and I think it's gonna be very playable and standard, right? I mean, silk wrap was. Yeah, great I, when it was in. It'll see sideboard play probably. Okay. I don't know if it'll see main board play because we don't really have like a really aggressive white, uh, mono white deck right now, but. Okay. All right, so moving on to number six, we have Charming Prince. Ooh, he's a handsome man. He is. He's very he's handsome. He's so charming. We better better make sure Steve's not looking right now. He oh, might, he, uh, he's charming. But uh, <laughs> so Charming Prince is a 2-2 for a white and a colorless, so it's a grizzly bear. Is he wearing a 2-2? Uh, he should be. Okay. Uh, and when he enters the battlefield, you can choose one. You can either scry two, you can either gain three life, or you can exile another target creature you own, return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. Okay. So in humans, you can flicker your Thalia's lieutenants. You can flicker your... Uh, Value. You can flicker a creature they're about to kill when you have an Aether Vial on two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can flicker your... Mu- um, what is it? The, the Buglers. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also in, like, early game, you can scry to which... Uh, the math has been, I forget who it was, I think it was Frank Karsten did the math to figure out, like, how scrying equivalents to drawing cards, and he said scrying two was about the same as drawing a card. Okay. With, like, the card advantage you get off it. Yeah. So, I think this card's really good. Uh, I would not be surprised to see it replacing Night of Autumn and Humans. Uh, you might still play Night of Autumn, though, because it destroys an artifact or enchantment. Yeah, correct. But I can see this also seeing a lot of play in the Bant Soul Hoarder decks because it's an extra flicker ability in that. It grows your Soul Hoarders. It's early life gain. You know, they really need, like, they don't have a lot of card selection. They have, like, card like things that say draw a card. But having this much utility on the card, I think, is a lot better than just straight up drawing a card. Yeah. I wish they would have made this thing a knight also. That would have been cool. Yeah. I don't know how much it would have changed for standard, but. I know. I'm just pushing the knights, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I love, man. I love casting white knight and dark uh, black knight when I was a kid, man. Yeah, Shit were those uh, were those your things as a kid? Yeah, hell yeah. Well, if you uh, if you want to get hype about a knight, we can move on to our number five, hype which is sitter. murderous rider. Probably the best knight they printed. Uh, might we talked might see a little bit of eternal format play, but really this card's for standard. Uh, it's murderous rider, and he's an adventure, where the adventure side is swift end. It's two black and one colorless for an instant. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. You lose two life. Tears downfall. We finally have just a mono-colored three-mana hero's downfall back in standard. Very beautiful. And while they gave it a downside, they also gave it a little bit of an upside. Because you can cast the mur- the creature half of Murderous Rider, which is a 2-3 lifelinker, which can you know gain you back that life you lost from the other half. But when it dies... You can put it on the bottom. You put it. You you don't get the choice. You put it on the bottom of its owner's library. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like this card a lot, man. I think this card's I think this really card's cool. Really strong. Yeah, uh, this is what's actually we've been talking about knights um, the past what three weeks now. Ever since this card has been this card mm-hmm. was spoiled, like every not every night, but several of the knights have just been uh, going up. We, we talk about it every night. We talk about er Monday night, uh, but yeah, they. This has been really helping um, the financial side of Knights. So I think this card's cool. I'm, I'm excited for standard players because uh, they get they get that hero's downfall. 
Um, and then the the cool part about this is once you're done using it, then you can cast it as a creature. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to talk about that after, about the zone stuff? Uh, we can talk about it now if you want. Cool. So um, I didn't know this, and um, the so once you cast this, and maybe you guys don't know this either, but um, once you cast the swift end portion of it and you kill something, well, then it goes into a different zone. And what is that? Do you know what well, the zone is Well, it doesn't go into called? a different zone. It goes into exile. Okay, it goes into exile. But they have, like, a special token you can put it. Uh, but I thought they, there was a regular exile, and then there was a exile for this. No. Okay. It, it's the same exile. Okay. It's just, like, you have a token you can put to represent, like, these have been exiled on their adventure. Okay. Okay. So it just kind of, it, it kind of changes things up. It's it's kind of different for uh, judges. Well, it'd be insane, because otherwise every single card in the set would combo with Food Chain. Ah, okay. So that's why it goes in the same exiled zone. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. So, at least that's the reasoning why I think they did it this way. Yeah. Maybe that's me putting my Eternal Format tinfoil hat on, but... Yeah, it could be. All right, but uh, we're going to move on to number four, which I'm really excited about because I'm a standard player. Josh doesn't quite see it, but my number four is Gilded Goose. So for one green, you get an O2, flying. When it enters the battlefield, create a food token. Uh, go ahead. Do you need to go hunting? Uh, <laughs> I just had to get a couple honks while you were saying it. <laughs> okay, I'm done honking. I'm looking for a new podcast partner. <laughs> this guy's canceled. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Definitely canceled. So for a green and a colorless, you can tap him and create another food token. But you can just tap him, sack a food... And add a mana of any color. So originally people thought, oh, it's just going to be like a lotus petal. But with cards like Oko, for example, or even on its own, like, you find yourself having two mana open a decent amount of time when you need it. And, like, normally you can, like, go on turn three, after you play your two drop, you can play a two drop and then make a food still. Yep. So I think this card is going to be very good in standard. Uh, it's obviously no Birds of Paradise. No. Uh, but I think it's... A lot of people were upset that Land War Elf rotated, and I think this might be better than Land War Elf. Yeah, it's kind of like that fabled guy, right? The guy that uh, is like... Um, has that late game ability. It reminds me a lot of Sylvan carried it, actually. Okay. The way that it plays. Yeah. Because, uh... Like, it, it, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just, like, it fixes mana in a format where mana otherwise would be really tough. Yeah, and it's a one-drop, so that yeah. kind of helps. If it that, was a two-drop, uh, I think it would be unplayable, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's about it on the goose, you know. Good old goose. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Get out. <laughs> so, moving on to number three, we're actually going to talk about a fairy. I know I said uh, not many of them are good, but this one I think definitely is. So we got Fae of Wishes, which has an adventure side, which is granted. Which, for a blue and three colorless, you get a sorcery that says you may choose a non-creature card you own from outside of the game, reveal it, and put it into your hand. It's a wish. It is a wish. It's a blue wish. It's a blue wish, but it's also very, very open for what it gets. Mm -hmm. A lot of wishes are very specific. And I think that's why this is, like, you know, a little more expensive than your traditional wish. 
but it gets so many things. Yeah. It can get planeswalkers. It can get artifacts. It can get instants. It can get sorceries. It can get enchantments. It can get the kitchen sink if it wants to. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know why this card. It I can didn't even... tutor for a card, and you can play your card, and then tutor for an artifact. Dollar mm. ninety nine. This card is at right now. That's crazy. Yeah. I think I, this card's really good. I think this card is easily probably seven to ten dollars. Yeah. I was gonna say six, seven, eight, nine, ten bucks. I, I mean it just depends. Yeah. Like it does it go into modern? I think so. Maybe. I think it can. I think it can go into legacy a lot. I think it goes into legacy, but like you already have Cunning Wish. I mean I know yeah. you, I know it has its its downsides. But, but like, like this can get you your omniscience or this can get you your uh sneak attack. Yeah. So I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, I think I think without with taking that tinfoil hat off, I mean, you know, for eternal formats, I think this is I think this is modern playable and I think it starts to see a little more modern play than we think eventually. Uh, I think it's gonna take the right person to build the right deck, but uh, I think that this card will see modern play. And I think right. it'll be a pretty powerful card. I'm interested to see if you're right or not. Yeah. Uh the creature half of it, by the way, before we go on to the next card is a two is one blue and a colorless for a one four flyer. That for a blue and a colorless, you can discard two cards and return it to your hand. So can, you can kind of get to keep reusing that wish side. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. So next up on our number two card is a card I personally think is probably overhyped in this set. I think it is very good, and I think it will have home in eternal formats. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay in standard, and that is once upon a time. So Once Upon a Time is a green and a colorless instant that if it's the first spell you cast this game, you can cast it without paying its mana cost. So it's got a little bit of a ley line effect there with it. And what its ability is, is you can look at the top five cards of your library, you may reveal a creature or land card from among them, put it into your hand, and then you put the rest on the bottom in any order. So the a lot of people are talking about this card, Patron. And this card... I understand why people think it would be good in Tron. Okay, you know, well, let, let me tell everybody first, in case they don't know, that you're you're Tron guy. Yeah. You're in our chat as Tron guy. Yeah. You, you know, you've you've done some good work with Tron on paper and online, um, so you can you can talk uh, intelligently about this. So I can. Go on. Hopefully. I had to give the little precursor. All right, yeah. You, you got to... I it, it, it's like what I got to do when you talk about burn and people... Correct. ...want to just brush you off, but I'm like... yeah. No, no, this guy's been playing Burn since you've been wearing diapers. <laughs> yeah, you got to listen to me. Yeah. You, you know, I may not be right, but it's an intelligent thought. Yeah. So. so, the ups to this over Ancient Stern. Yeah, obviously, the first one is free. Mm -hmm. Tron generally will have two mana to be able to spend on this card. You know, a lot of decks, the difference between one and two is huge. Tron is not really one of those decks. Mm -hmm. But that is about where the upside ends. Now... This was what I said uh, when this card was spoiled was, so does this card just replace Sylvan Scrying? Tell us why it does not, Richie. Well, Sylvan Scrying is a search. Like, being able to search is way different than looking at the top five. Correct. Uh, the, the card people are saying it replaces Ancient Stirrings more than Sylvan Scrying. Yep. Uh, and the thing a lot of people aren't considering is a lot of the times in Tron, you're not looking to just hit lands with this. Like mm -hmm. people think, oh, use ancient strings to get Tron. But you use ancient strings a lot when you have Tron to find things like your Karn Liberated or your Oblivion Stones or uh 
Like a lot of times you take a sphere or a star off it because you just want to, you know, dig another card deeper. Correct. You don't really want like that like fifteenth mana source yes. or you know, the only creatures you really play are like three wa- three worm coil engines, and then a, a couple a ballista, ballistas, yeah. and then like an Ulamog. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually have a lot of creatures in your deck. Yeah, so you're gonna whiff on that creature portion. So it's exactly. basically just gonna say um, that's why I believe that I think you're right is because it says the colorless portion, right? It's missing that. Yes. Um, so, and Tron is full of colorless portions. It is. So, um, primarily colorless. Yeah. And so I think this deck, I think this card is very, very fucking powerful. Yes. And I think this card is literally insane. Like, I think this card may be what it takes to get Neo brand band. Okay. Because that deck just like wants more free spells. Mm-hmm. And this finds its lands, it finds its, uh, Allosaurus Riders, like... Yeah. And, uh, so we're seeing this card come out at, uh, 14 bucks, right? Yeah. It's pre-ordering at 14 bucks. Um, we're gonna have to see where this card lands. My guess is it's a 5 to $7 card. Yeah, right? I think that's a little high. I, I think a lot of that price is people saying it's good in Tron. Yeah, and so I think it's a 5 to $7 card. Now, if, if this card actually is absolutely insane and it starts... You know, it sees legacy play, and it, it makes decks better. And I do think this is good in, like, Belcher. I think this card's going to be insane in, in legacy. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where it's, like, what form it's going to take. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know how insane it's going to be in legacy, but I think in, like, the the try-to-kill-you-turn-one decks, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's really good for those decks. Yeah. Um, I think it can probably help some of those archetypes that maybe um, used to not be amazing. You know, mm-hmm. like your Belcher decks. It could help that. Um, but I think that uh, as for standard, I mean, is this is this card... How, what's this card's yeah, power level in standard? It's, like, fine in standard. Like, uh, I've been seeing it anywhere between a 1 to a 4. I've literally, like, every number between okay. 1 and 4 okay. in standard. And, uh, you know, it, it's really unknown because it's kind of awkward, but, like, it's also a big card selection for standard. Like, the last time we've seen something like this was Commune with Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That was pretty specific, being only a land or a dinosaur. Yeah. So, this being any creature and an instant is pretty strong. You can hold up your removal. Uh, I think this card's going to see a lot of play in standard the more I talk about it. I think it will definitely see standard play. It is it is awkward, though, because, like, if it's not in your opening hand, you do have to spend two mana. Yeah. Which isn't as big of a deal in standard, but it is still, it is still a deal. Cool. So yeah, so look out for this card. Um, I'm I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm on the fence about this card's power level. I think this card's power level is high, mm-hmm. but how high is this card? And I completely level? agree. Yeah, I just I don't <clears throat> I can't see it breaking things in half or being insane and getting things banned. I don't see that, but I do see this maybe helping some archetypes out and maybe being a uh, a solid four of in a lot of formats. Yeah. So. I agree, but uh, you know what card? There is no uh, debate on if it how high its power level is. Yeah, it's this. this it's number our number one. one I can card. see it on yeah. the other screen. Which no surprise to many people who have uh, been keeping up. It's Emery Lurker of the Lock. So uh, Emery Lurker of the Lock is a three mana one two. That's not very good. But uh, do you remember? You've played Magic for a while. <laughs> do you remember Mirrored in Standard? I do. Do you remember the? Uh, Mechanic Affinity. I do. Do you remember how it literally broke standard in half? Yes. Well, they gave this card Affinity. So, uh, Emery costs one less for each artifact you control. So, 
So it's very easy to turn one that's card yeah, in so eternal just, formats. Yeah, well, even in like even in modern, I mean, it's pretty cool card in modern. Yeah, yeah uh, eternal formats. Yeah. Modern's eternal. Yeah, sure. Uh, so when you cast her for, you know, one mana on turn one, mm-hmm. you know, you just go like, uh, Mishra's Bauble, Mox Opal Emery, uh, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty easy, honestly. Yeah. You, you go into vintage, it gets even crazier. You just cast her off a of Mox. Yes. Uh, but when she enters the battlefield, you mill the top four cards of your library. And then you, when she's unsummoning sick, you can tap her, target an artifact in your graveyard, and you may cast that card this turn. So, uh, this you know, card is you get so... back your Mishra's Baubles, you get back your Engineered Explosives, you get back your Bridge from Below when they destroy it. Uh, I think in Vintage, ha- you get back your Black Lotus. Yeah, dude, they're going to have to, like... This, this is going to get restricted in Vintage, right? Yeah, I mean, it has to. Or ban? Can they, they don't ban. They don't ban things? No, they don't ban. Restricted. Yeah. I mean, Karn's not restricted in, like... They, never, they don't I literally never played Vintage okay. in my entire life. Yeah, they, they don't ban in Vintage. They should. But, uh, yeah, no. They should ban this card. No. They should just restrict. <laughs> it's good. It's going to be restricted. This card's sure. really good. Uh, what, so what do you think about uh, the $8 price tag? Way too low. Too low? Too low. Uh, the other thing with this card that I didn't quite mention yet, uh, there's actually a lot of people talking about it in Modern with comboing with Jeskai Ascendancy. So if you have this and any zero-mana artifact in your graveyard that's not a creature... You get to keep untapping her, and so she'll become an infinite, infinite power. And you'll also, like, draw and discard through your deck. So you'll eventually find a Mox Opal and make infinite mana also. Ooh. Very cool. So this card, this card's power level is insane. I like Jeskai Ascendancy, man. It doesn't get enough credit. That's, like, one of my favorite cards. Yeah, it just doesn't get enough credit. So, uh... I like this, man. This is... I mean, Buy this... your Emery's now. We're, uh... We're about to transition into finance. Yeah. First finance, buy your Emery's. Yes, please do yourself a favor, buy this card. Uh, Maybe I, pre-order your foils. They're only twenty three dollars. Yeah, I can see. I can just see regular copies going up to like the the fifteen to twenty dollar mark pretty easily. Oh yeah. Um. So you, you basically get free foils, right? I now. can see this being Hogak. Um. For what format? Yes. <laughs> You're scared of this card. I think this card is. Probably the most powerful card they've printed in standard since Mox Opal. Okay. Well, Mox Opal wasn't even good in standard. No, it this really card's wasn't. gonna. This card might do things in standard. There's some cool artifacts you can cheat with it. Yeah, we'll see how it, how it uh, shapes up in standard. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's move into finance. Talking about artifacts. Yeah. The, uh, the old Mister Opal. The old goose keeps on rising. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> Mox Opal. Uh, you know it's. Can you even recommend people to buy this card? Like, I mean, so, yeah. I had to pick up two of these last week uh, for somebody at the store. And uh, Mox Opal is, I think it was like, uh, so they're at $122, they're saying right now on the finance page, right? Um, they've been at 90 since, stocks. They've been yeah. at like 100 since like March. Yeah, they've been $100 bills, but they are actually, uh, if you go on to TCG Player, I think the lowest one was like, 108 or 106 or something like that and it was like heavy played ones right so you're spending a band if you want this card yeah so it's it's a it's a hundred dollars um it's probably about 110 bucks for you to get or 120 to get a light played one um so i i mean can i recommend a hold on this card 
no, you you can't recommend a hold on this card. There's nothing you can do. It's it's kind of like um, when Liliana's were a hundred dollars, and you wanted to play Liliana. Like you just don't have a choice. Like you're just fucked. You have to buy your opals if you want opals. Um, but what I always recommend is do yourself a favor, trade into them. You know, find somebody like us. Um, you know, find a store that do we you have can. A, you know, that's something we should work on online. What's that? Getting a like buy list. Yeah, yeah, we we don't have a buy list up, but I mean, we we use TCG's players buy list for the most part, you know, because. Well, I'm just thinking like so that way people can like ship us like oh, yeah. cards. And... Absolutely. Yeah, um, that's something that we're we're gonna work. We on gotta in write the future. that. We gotta write that on the board. <laughs> write that on the board. Yeah. Get a buy list, but yeah, um, Mox Opal is something where it's just like, man, if you want to play modern. Um, you just need this card. You're just shit out of luck. So I have like five modern decks and don't own a single Mox Opal. Well, I mean, yeah, but you don't you don't play Mox Opal decks. Yeah. You know, um, you can you can pass through modern and and not play Mox Opal decks, but it is the number one deck in the format right now, I believe. You know, yeah. with Wurza. Yeah, I uh, I'm actually more of a fan of the outcome deck that LSV has been playing a lot of lately. I think that deck uh, is going to be really. Uh, I think it's going to be underrated for a little bit, and then I think someone's going to take it to a tournament and just destroy. I think deck's insanely powerful. I'm excited to see that. But, yeah, um, as for Mox Opal right now, um, yep, I don't see it going down. That's my answer to that. I I just, I feel like we're going to get, like, a judge promo or something that'll help lower this price. I mean, but what's it going to go back down to, 100 bucks? I mean, is that, (laughs) that just sucks. I think we can maybe get it to the 90s. I hope so. I hope so. Next, we got uh, another card that I, I I can't recommend you to buy Stoneforge. It's at almost eighty dollars. Like, I also would say that uh, you want to hold on Stoneforge. I don't even stones. know if this card's good in modern yet. Like, yeah, so this is something that um, is like, it's fine, but yeah, it's, it's an okay card. It's pretty good. Um, you know, it takes it. It has the ability to take over games. With, uh, you know, having a batter skull if your opponent just, just like, yeah, I can't get rid of that goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. I don't have one of my ten pieces of removal that I have in my deck, so I guess I lose this one. Yeah. Because I've run into Stoneforge in Modern and just not been able to get rid of it. You know, I had like a Lava Spike or, yeah you know. It happens. Yeah, I was a turn too slow with my Rift Bolt or whatever, or turn too late. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Stoneforge Mystic, I think it's a really great card. I think it's, I think it's great um, in Modern um, to to own a play set of these, but I wouldn't recommend getting a play set right now. I'd hold off. I'd wait till it comes back down. Um, a lot of the decks, like, the Stoneforge package is pretty replaceable, too. Yeah. Like, there's other things you can play for a little well, bit. Well, everybody was just trying to jam Stone the Stoneforge package into every deck to yeah. see what happens. They're just like, am I going to break this deck? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Batter Skull and one of the swords in and four Stoneforges. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I think if you're spending more than $50 a piece on these, I'd really, really, really like to see a $30 to $40 Stoneforge Mystic. I don't um, think we'll see that with her being in Modern now. Uh, I think that's what she was when she was banned. So I, I think we'll see around like a $50 Stoneforge. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think, Which uh, is what she was for a while, but then she jumped again apparently. Yeah, so um, try to do your best. Hold fast on this. Um, I believe it's going to come back down to $50. Yeah. So. Yep, that's my advice. All right, and our last one is uh, one I. It, it is a high price tag, but I would if you plan to play much late, much legacy or modern. I would say to probably pick these up, and that's Prismatic Vista. 
So uh, Prismatic Vista is the modern horizons uh, evolving wilds, basically, where it's it's your traditional fetch land where you pay a life and you can search for a land, but you can only get a basic. But, you know, this fixes for 11 different things, as we found out today. Yes, it does. You know, you get your snowman off it. That's right. You can get your normal basics. You can get your wastes off it. So <laughs> I would love to see a deck that fetches Prismatic Vista into a waste. They, they exist. Like, yeah, I know. I'd the love to the watch Green that. White Eldrazi deck plays it. Yep, it's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like this, I don't see this card going down. Uh, I see it. Unless like a bunch of modern horizons gets opened. Yeah, I think this I think this card has the potential to go down to twenty bucks. It's it's the run and six syndrome, you know. Yeah. If this set if people because this set is unlimited print run to my knowledge. So if people start cracking packs, you know, we'll see the price of this and you know run and six and season pyro and urza go down, but nobody wants to crack packs. Yep. Everybody just wants their cards. Sure do. Yeah. So. Um, I think this card has the possibility to stay at the $30 range, but like Richie said, the more packs that get opened, uh, the more it's going to drive this price down to that $20, $15, $20 range where it was before. Um, but uh, the one thing that I would recommend is if you're a foil whore, um, I would recommend picking this card up ASAP um, because if it does have the, uh, the ability to not get opened very much, you're going to miss out on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be difficult to find this at anywhere under a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, so um, if you are looking into getting foils of this card, I would say do that now. Um, but I don't know if I would get, I, I would give this thing a little bit of time if you're needing one uh, because it has the possibility to go back down uh, to 20 bucks. What you looking up for them? Foil prismatic Vista. Oh, Nice. Foil Prismatic Vista. I think I just picked one up a few weeks ago, and I want to say that they're uh, in the $60 range, yeah, right? They're, yeah, they're about 55 bucks. Ah, That's the buy list. Oh. They $100 almost. They're 94 bucks. Maybe don't pick these up right now. Um, yes. I don't know. I think I don't. We'll see. Again, yeah, we'll, we'll see. how much does it get open? Yeah. Yep. That's what it depends on. For sure. Interesting. All right. So we got our we got our cheap pickups this uh, week, too. Yes, we do. And um, uh, Liliana Dreadhorde, Dreadhorde General. General. So she's $14. Mm-hmm. She's still in standard. Yep. And I don't think I can tell people to buy this card. No, it's kind of a shitter. Buy Garuk instead. Yeah, hell yeah. Use that Garuk. Use that thirteen seventy nine to you buy get you. you some, I bet you can get a Garuk on TCG for thirteen seventy nine. Hell yeah, you can. Go get it. I don't remember his name. <laughs> All right. Echo of Eons. We've said this last week, maybe the week before mm, that too. No, there's we, been multiple weeks. Where we've we've, we've talked, talked about, about this card. Buy this card. Yes, this card's great. Yeah, if you need this card, if you need Poor Man's um, Time Twister, Time Twister, uh, which but also is not, Legacy Time Twister, which is not Days Undoing anymore. It's this card. Um, yeah, get yourself this card because this card's great. And we've talked about Tezzeret the Pooper. Uh, yeah, Artifice Master. Oh, he. Uh, he got a little lazy this week with the cheap pickup. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it was his nap time. Maybe he warmed up his milk and he was like, fuck, I got to throw some cheap pickups yeah, on. Yeah, the guy that's doing the MTG stocks, he's like, all right, last last one. We're going to put Tezzeret back in there again. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of a shitter. But, uh, but yeah, finance is, um, finance is kind of in a, I, I would say it's not super volatile right now other than uh, in modern with the Stoneforge stuff going on. 
Um, and of course, you always have all your new cards are going to come out way too high. Oh yeah. Um, so you got to make sure that you're careful with that. Um, so when we talk about like, hey, how much is this card? How much is this card going to be? Those are things that you need it as a player to evaluate uh, when you're going to pick these singles up. Now, uh, you're not always going to get these cards when you crack packs either. So, um, Ooh, he's just, gone down. Yeah, running six. So, yeah, that's another one. Running six is kind of uh, it's starting to taper off a little bit at, uh, what, 80, 80 bucks? Yeah, 75, 80 it's bucks. like 83. Yeah, so it's not your $100 bill anymore. Um, Maybe packs are getting open then. They could be. Yeah, they could be. Because, like, I mean, when you open this, man, you're just like, TCG player right now. Got to get this thing up because, I mean, you're you're halfway there for your box, mm. you know. So, um, yeah, finance mm. is in a decent spot right now. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's fun because we've had a lot of unique sets come out recently. Yeah. But all right, uh, as per usual, before we uh, get out of here, we want to tell you guys where to find us. You can find Josh at uh, at Mom's Basement MTG on Twitter. You know, a lot of uh, posting cheesecake. I see that. I posted where, uh, cheesecake where was that from? yesterday. Ooh yeah, look at you! Get a little food porn there, huh? Dude, I love cheesecake. Dude, uh, that's Piper's in uh, out. It's yeah, I've been to Piper's. Have you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, owned by the same people that own Big Bear Lodge, right? Yep. She said she looked at me, which is insane that she even said this. She said. Um, well, we have cheesecake, but we have caramel, we have chocolate, um, and then we have strawberries and raspberries. I said, okay, everything you just said but the raspberries. You don't like raspberries? I like schnozberries. I was like, put mm. that shit on there. Schnozberries? Tastes like schnozberries? <laughs> so I said, yeah, give me some of that caramel, girl. Give me some of that chocolate, and give me some of them strawberries. And she nice. did. And it was a beautiful day. Nice. Yep. I only ate about half of that. I'm excited for my birthday. I normally get a cheesecake instead of cake. Mm. Big cheesecake guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so uh, I do post some cheesecake stuff. I, um, I don't post cheesecake, but I really should. Yeah, start posting some food, man. You, you know, those foodies out Dude, there, they I get excited. I cat pics from Matt Mitchie's house. Nice, yeah. The, yeah. the Doing the animal thing. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, uh, yeah, you can find me at Richard TMTG. You know, I talk. I talk about a lot of stuff. A lot of magic. Mm-hmm. A lot of memes. A lot of uh, a lot of League of Legends. Been posting about music lately. Been on like a Blink One Eighty Two kick. So, <laughs> yeah, that uh, just message me if you want to talk to me about anything on Twitter. For sure. All right, you guys. We appreciate you guys stopping by this week and listening to us. Um, also coming and watching us on Twitch. Um, if Thank you, you guys again, for listening to us on SoundCloud. Yes, and if you guys are into full figured men. Don't forget, uh, Monday at 5.30, you can always come uh, check us out and, uh, you know, come and haggle us a little bit. Could be a boat.